got Adam Shankman here. Uh, now, listen, we've been talking, since you walked through the door, we just started talking. <laughs> I, I am chatty. Talking about all of the things that you're doing. Now, of mm-hmm. course, you, you directed me in, in AJ and the Queen. I and did. I don't remember what episode. It's the episode where we are in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes. We, yeah. It was... Um, for those who are going to see it, it was an episode that was written um, uh, in a trailer park in Little Rock, Arkansas, and the entire thing was supposed to be um, shot outside. And that is the week that California experienced the most torrential rain it had seen yeah. in decades. Yes. And so we made the bizarre decision to just keep shooting in the rain. Yeah. An, an exterior episode and it was um wild i can't wait to see it i, I mean i've seen you know my cut of it but i yeah. haven't seen the episode you, well it's so. it's uh, shooting in the rain it sounds like an analogy mm-hmm. for life you know <laughs> yep you know <laughs> certainly mine <laughs> yeah well um and so and of course but um you know people out there of course they know uh your work from uh the big movie silver screen mm-hmm. uh uh most recently uh, what women want what men want what, what men, men want, want. yeah what women's want, what men's want. <laughs> we all want the same thing. We want a hug and a kiss. <laughs> we want to be told we're great. Yeah. We want what, people to support and love us. Is there a difference between directing for television and directing for feature films? Um, psychologically, for me, there is a difference because um, I don't know if any of your listeners know anything about my past, but uh, when I, I was a choreographer um, and I did a lot of movie and television work. And when I was a choreographer, I would go in and I would sort of say, what do you want to the director or mm-hmm. producer? And I would I would be definitely trying to fulfill some sort of um, a bigger vision. Yeah. And then I would see how I could contribute and what was the best way that I could help mm-hmm. in that process and the best way that I could um, help tell whatever story was being told. That's what I do in television as well. Because I, if unless I'm doing the pilot... If I'm doing the pilot, I'm starting from scratch sure. and I'm creating yeah. um, a world and all of that. If I'm just going to come in and do an episode of something, I have to fit into a much bigger picture. Right. And so I am endlessly, I mean, Michael Patrick King, who was the creator of uh, AJ and the Queen with you, I, I, he was stunned how I kept saying, Michael, I just want to do what you want to see like yeah. i'm not in here to put my stamp on anything i've got nothing to prove i i my success is you having a great show yeah so um and that seems confounding sometimes but when i'm on a movie it is it is my story to sure. tell and it is my vision i mean again there's still there's still always people around i mean it's i do not discount the contributions of the producers and the all the designers i mean we're all in it together well cuz that's but. interesting cuz on uh, hairspray which you directed the yeah. the musical version there was yeah. already uh, two uh, different incarnations of that same material. There yes. was the original movie. The John Waters movie. And then there was the Broadway show. Yeah. And you made the film of the Broadway show. Yeah. And that was a that was a tricky um, balancing act for me um, because each incarnation of it had its own fan base. Mm-hmm. And I was I did not want to disappoint any of those. I'm a people pleaser. So yeah. I, I did not want to disappoint the fans uh, myself included by yes. the way of both yeah. iterations of it and the i'll tell you what made me feel okay about doing it was this is a crazy story i was in baltimore producing the first step up movie mm-hmm. channing tatum and jenna dewan uh-huh. and why baltimore my, huh why in baltimore because we wanted to choose a location that was close to New York, but seemed far away, but had a lot of urban elements. Yeah. But what well, you know, and frankly, they must. Oh, I remember the other thing that we, weirdly we found when we went scouting. Ann Fletcher, who did another yes. episode of AJ, yes, we that's directed right. that movie. Yeah, it's her first movie. She directed. Step she directed up. the first Step Up, and she. So what were you doing in Baltimore? You weren't I directing was the producer. it. Oh, you're producing it. Yeah, I was the producer of okay. it. Okay, and. We were there working and we found that crazy building that ended up being the school in the in the movie was um, something that I think had been either built for The Wire or some uh-huh. other TV show that was shot in Baltimore. And they um, and they were going to tear it down. And we just we just really liked the building. It had mm-hmm. great, great bones. And then when we looked at some of the terrible neighborhoods in Baltimore, yeah. some of the. Yeah more um impoverished areas yes rough areas Uh, yes yes. um 
and really liked the feeling and the look. So we ended up going to Baltimore. Okay. And um, so I was in Baltimore when I got the call that I had gotten the job to direct the Hairs- movie of Hairspray. Hairspray which takes place which in Baltimore. Which takes place in Baltimore. So yeah. that already was ironic. Yes. Then I asked um, some executives if they could ask John Waters, who I'd never met, mm-hmm. if I could have his email address. Mm-hmm. And they asked him and he said yes. And I got it. And all I, I wrote him an email that just said, Dear Mr. Waters, my name is Adam Shankman. I was just given the job to direct the musical version of Hairspray for film. I hope you don't not mind. Uh-huh. Best, Adam Shankman. Uh-huh. And within five minutes, I got an email back from him saying, this is so fabulous. I'm so thrilled. Where are you? And I said, well, weirdly, I happen to be in Baltimore. And he said, let's have lunch tomorrow. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. I uh-huh. can't believe I'm about to have lunch with John Waters. So, um that was actually terrifying because it was too fast. Yeah, it was yeah, a little, yeah. I hadn't even wrapped my head around the fact that I had to make the movie. Yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we met and we had lunch and you know John. You've, I do, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, John is one of the most charismatic, yeah. intoxicating people I've ever met in my entire life and singularly positive and optimistic yeah. and just thrilled about everything. I mean, he's arch as all fuck, but it's like uh-huh. he's, he's so... Um, he, he just makes you feel great yeah. about walking around on the, in the world yes. somehow. Yeah. And he said, hey, do you want to jump in my car and see where I shot the movie? Huh. And I, I was like, oh my God, sure. So we went. What kind of car does he have? He had this big old convertible gold thing. I don't uh-huh. remember. It was a big old American car. Yeah. Uh, and um, I want to say it was a Cadillac, but it might've been a Buick, but, but it okay. was old. Yeah. And we got in. <laughs> We drove to Highland Town, which is where he shot the movie. Highland Town? I think it's called Highland Town. Okay. Holland or Highland? Highland. Highland, okay. And we just drove around the neighborhood and he showed me all the locations uh, Uh, where he shot his version of the movie. Yeah. But then went a step farther and started to show me the homes of the actual people who he had based the characters on. Wow. Where they actually lived. Wow. So he took me on this very intensive, immersive sort of hairspray experience tour. And at the end, I said, you know, I'm really nervous because I don't want to disappoint your fans and I don't want to disappoint the fans of the play. And he said, he's like, no, you're fabulous. Do you. Mm-hmm. This is what the legacy of hairspray is about. It's yeah. passing this torch from one person to each other, uh, from one person to another, mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, gets to, you know, do their thing and yeah. feel them yeah. inside of this story. And that gave me the permission to do the job that I ended up doing on I that think movie. That's, I think that's brilliant. But what, I, I'm sure your therapist would have something to say about this. Where does the whole um, I want to make you happy thing come from? What is that about? It, uh, okay, when I was very um, young, I gotta, I'm going to be careful how I say this. Yeah. Um, when I was very, very young, I was expressing um, that I, it's not that I was a girl, it's that I wanted to be a girl. When you were very, very when I young. Was three years old. Three years old, yeah. And I was um, performing and dancing around and, and dressing pigtail, up. Pigtails. And it wasn't pigtails. My hair wasn't long enough, but I was like putting on my dad's t shirts and belting them. Hello. And then I would actually twirl around and I would be Maria on the mountaintop and I would sing Sound of Music. Well, there's nothing and, wrong with and, that. No. And I, I I, just, that's how I was expressing. And uh-huh. that's that's what made me happy. I understood twirling around on a mountaintop. I was full of joy. Did you tell uh, Julie Andrews this when you interviewed her the I other day? I actually didn't tell her that story. I think she would have looked at it. No, she would have thought that was fabulous, actually. We did talk about why she um, has such a devoted gay following. Uh-huh. I, we did have that conversation, but we can we can talk about that. But what, what were you interviewing Julie Andrews for? Her new book. Oh, her new book. She was pushing her new book. And, but, and so, it was during, for your podcast? It, I don't have a podcast. Somebody just called me and said, hey, would you be open to interviewing Julie Andrews? Where? What are you on doing tape? tomorrow? Uh, on, it was a streaming platform, um, a live streaming platform. Right. Yeah. And so I did it and like people could type in questions while oh. we were talking and it well, was that sounds like Facebook or something. It, it was an interesting, it was really, really interesting. I mean, they shot the whole thing on an iPhone. 
Okay. So, um, yeah. so anyway. That sounds like Hustler TV. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like a few weekends I've had. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you were a three-year-old doing The Sound of Music, yeah. and, the, and that made you and, a people pleaser? No. What happened was I, uh, I started... Uh, my parents got very concerned because I was saying that I wanted to be a girl. Mm -hmm. And so it was 1967 and my parents were children themselves. My mom was only 22 and she had me and mm. my dad was 23. And so they were 26 and 27 years old and they wanted to make sure that I was going to be um, well adjusted because mm. it wasn't quite as easy as it's never easy, but yeah. it's not, there wasn't as much available. Mm hmm information wise Where about did you grow kids up? Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm from LA. Uh -huh. So, um, they met with a, um, a doctor at, or a therapist, I guess a psychiatrist at UCLA, a rabbi, a priest <laughs> and a therapist <laughs> and a, yeah. and a three-year-old who's dressing like Julie Andrews walk into a bar. <laughs> um, and he said he would work in my study group. Great. And so I'll meet with him twice a month um, privately and twice a month we'll study. Mm -hmm. And uh, and twice a month with uh, I'll, I'll observe him with other kids. Okay. And so it was just supposed to be observatory to make sure that I was going to be okay. That's what my parents thought they mm -hmm. were enrolling me in. Mm -hmm. Inadvertently, they unknowingly put me in conversion therapy. Oh. And this guy was basically experimenting on techniques to shame me as a three-year-old into oh my being. Goodness. And I was basically told I would, my parents would abandon me. I would never have any friends. I, if at three I, years at old. At three years old. Um, I remember it a little too well. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was all very clear. It was very, very direct. The way he spoke to me yeah. was very direct. Who would play him? Who and, would you cast as him? Was well, it Dr. Kevorkian? It's somebody, uh, I, it's, it's so weird, the things that we remember. I remember his beard. I remember the smell of his beard. I remember the fish tank behind him. Mm -hmm. I can picture my feet on the chair because they were so short. They mm -hmm. didn't go over the chair. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was young. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I, so I learned at the age of three that I was defective mm -hmm. and that I was not worthy of love mm -hmm. and that I would sur not survive if I was honest about who I was. Yeah. And um, fairly deep into this process, then apparently I started to get, this is, my mom tells me this now because my, by the way, my parents didn't know this until I was much older mm -hmm. because I then, I had no way to tell them what was going on. Right. Um, and they, uh, my mom just noticed that I was getting really dark. Mm. Apparently all that kind of all the life had drained from me mm -hmm. as she, um, puts it. Mm -hmm. And so she pulled me out because I said, I don't want to go to see the doctor anymore. Mm. I don't want to go see the doctor anymore. And so it, when they discovered later on what was going on in there, it's the, it was their only really re big regret that they had. Yeah. And know, that started a pattern of you uh, wanting to please Wanting to people? please people because I needed to survive. That right. was the best way I knew to survive was to fly under the radar and be good. Yeah. A and then when I, when the gay couldn't get repressed anymore, when I was like 15 and my parents split up, I started acting out and then I was kind of rebellious. Mm -hmm. um, what part of town of LA? Where? Brentwood. In Brentwood. The mean streets of Brentwood. Oh my God, how I know, horrible for you. Mean streets of Brentwood, I know, OJ. <laughs> um, and murder happens there. Oh my God. Um, and so, uh, um, I know, it was sort of like, you know, I, it's, it's like I sit and I reflect on how incredibly fortunate and lucky I am and was because, I, make no mistake, my parents loved me. My mm -hmm. parents loved me. I am, I continue to be the apple of their eye. Mm -hmm. um, and, th but this is a thing that happened. Yeah. And that is life. And, yeah. and so, so my instinct to not want to... Um, be an overt anarchist mm -hmm. was sort of fostered when I was very, very young. Which explains why throughout the interview with Julie Andrews, she called you not your name. <laughs> she but called me Andy the entire time and I did not say a word. <laughs> you didn't say a word. I did, it's Julie Andrews. I did not want to contradict, you know, Dame <laughs> Julie Andrews on, in front of like however many people were watching. Um, now afterwards, after we cut um, and we went off the air, I did say something i was like 
I just need you to know like, you, <laughs> that was not my name. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, Adam, I know it's not your name. Did I really do that? And I know that she had just done Andy Cohn's show the night okay. before. Yes. So I was thinking that maybe she was just hooked on the Andy. And to be honest, all. there are four letters. And if you are a visual person, I, I do this all the time, a four letter name uh, and you mix up the words. Uh, you get you get know. Andy, you know, uh, yeah. whatever. So, it didn't matter. It was Julie Andrews. She could have called me Fred. I did yeah. not care. Yeah. She would have called me Nancy. Didn't yeah. care. Didn't it care. just didn't matter. Well, you know, there are good things to uh, being a diplomat, as I would say, not just nursery or people pleaser, but someone who is willing to hear what the room is uh, calls for, you know? Yeah. So there, but then there are the other side of that is that by repressing your natural feelings for a long time, what ends up happening is uh, it comes out, it gets blurted out, or it comes out in the form of, uh, you know, uh, oh, no, you better don't. Well, for me... When, when does that happen? When well, do you for say, me, well, turn me, black girl turned, on? You know, Taraji, you could be I'm, Taraji I'm up not, in this motherfucker. I'm not allowed to get all Taraji <laughs> in this environment, but we, you know, for me, it manifested with a lot of um, alcohol and drugs. Mm. And so I, I just turned to that for relief. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was my relief. I got sober six years ago. Um, I'm super happy and recovered. Like, it's it's been wonderful, mm -hmm. wonderful. Because really what happens is when, you know, my coping strategies all were about, um, all became about avoidance mm -hmm. and obliteration. Now, in the business, you can't do effectively, you can't do all the work that I have done and be a doormat. Right. So what I did learn, I learned best from the people who I have worked with that I don't think are very good at their jobs mm -hmm. that are like when I see somebody behaving in a in a, like poorly towards another crew member mm -hmm. I go like I never want to be that guy right 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 um right. Uh, yeah. when yeah. I um um you know I I have a very strong motto I've never learned anything from being right you know so I really yeah, really okay. really I like that embrace the idea that other opinions and other ideas are really super valid at the same time, I know as the boss, I have to take it all in and make a final determination. Mm -hmm. And so I feel good about doing that. And it makes me, and it's good. And I also have a very natural tendency to get calm in an emergency. Yeah, I have that. I, I do that myself. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Everybody. Are you Scorpio? No. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know where it all comes from. Right, because your birthday's coming up. You have a yeah. birthday coming up on the 28th I, I'm of on the November. 27th of on November. The 27th of November. That's yes. right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You know, my uh, my close friends are, are uh, Sagittarius and Virgo. I'm uh -huh. always close to those people. So, yeah, no, there are good things to uh, uh, learning how to read a room and not just being a bulldozer. Or I used to. You I did. used to. Oh, yeah. There was a time when I was, I felt, um, you know what it was? I got really successful and I suddenly felt like I had to defend that with mm -hmm. my life. And that when people would try to just be doing their job, sometimes I'd see them as an enemy. And I also started to think that every criticism was an attack. Ooh. And, and, and criticisms are not always attacks. Right. Some right. are, but like, because yeah. uh, so, some of them are personal and about the other person. Sure, absolutely. And you have to be able to distinguish what those are. But I, I try to take a step back when somebody, you know, comes at me with something. And now rather than going at it with a cudgel, I'll just try to deescalate everything. And I won't go at somebody else with a cudgel anymore. Um, I haven't been in a situation that's had forced me to get all mama bear mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt okay. okay. I've, I've had a situation where I want to um, and I'm taking a high road. No, right I now. Wonder, I'd love and to see you get to Raj. A little bit of, oh God, I love God. When, she, she, do you know her? Uh, no, I've only seen her oh, out, out and about. You two would be <laughs> fire. Oh my God. Oh my I love that woman. We're going to take a break. And, and when we come back, we'll have more. Um, uh, uh, now she's uh, not Adam. Uh, it's not Andy Shankman. Jesus Christ. Adam Shankman. And we're going to find out what a cudgel is when <laughs> we uh, come back. We'll be right back after this. As you guys may or may not know, I've been traveling a lot. And by a lot, I mean at least half the year. And my Away bag has been such a great luxury for me. If you didn't know about Away, 
away, you need to know about Away. Away creates the perfect suitcases, crafted with features that make travel more seamless. They make their carry-ons in an array of colors. Mine is baby pink, my favorite color. Two sizes, two materials. They have a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. Away bags even have TSA-approved combination locks to keep your belongings safe and an optional ejectable battery. How about that? To keep your phone charged and a removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes. All of that even comes in your carry-on. All the way suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, but if any part of your suitcase breaks, which of course does happen because they're getting thrown around by, you know, the baggage handlers and stuff, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. There's even a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. Take it out on the road with you. Live with it. Travel with it. Get lost with it. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. On top of that, there's free shipping on any away order within the contiguous U.S., Europe, and Australia. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash rue20 and use the promo code rue20. That's the number 20. Don't spell it out during checkout. That's ru 20 for $20 off your away suitcase. You're going to love it. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, uh, Adam Here is showing... Is. He's showing me a picture that he directed of uh, still from the uh, AJ and the Queen where I'm dressed up. um, I I guess we can say this. We're not giving anything away. Um, I'm dressed up as a very famous character. We'll say that much. I don't want to give too much away. One of the biggest musicals of all time. Exactly. And I've got a carrot. Why am I carrying it? Because Michael was so mad that you ate a carrot in one take. Oh, that right. he came in screaming about how your character didn't eat. And I didn't want to remind That's him right. that the day before you shot an entire scene where you ate a giant thing of macaroni and cheese. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And and I had to make you, we had to scrap that first take because he was so upset that you were yeah. eating a carrot. That's right. And actually, when you see this thing, you realize, no, I, I wasn't eating at all during the filming of this movie, this <laughs> show. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, uh, so a, a cudgel. You use yeah. that word twice. Here, I'm going to show you a picture. Am I of saying a it right? Cudgel. A cudgel. Yes. And it's like Hold a on. you, but it's what medieval sort of a thing. Thing Hold that you on. and you you fear that you would come in with a cudgel and knock people over the head with it. Yes. Which is kind of fabulous. Um, it's this. Let's see. So it's like what you hit a gong with or something. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, that. Yeah, that's that's right up there with jousting, and uh, it is yeah. really medieval. Yes, yeah, it's literally medieval. It's a, cudgel. a medieval C U D G E L. Oh, okay, like budget, Cud- but with a Jol. C. Cud gel. Cud gel. Is that an L at the end? Yes. Okay. I can't yes, see girl. anything. I don't have my glasses. Uh, so <laughs> God, it's the two of yeah. us. Yes. So now, um, um, Adam Shankman, you have been around for a long time. So how'd you get started with dancing? I remember when God created dirt. Uh, and what was uh, he? What was it like? He <laughs> was thinking everything's too clean. <laughs> um, no. Um, how did I start dancing? Well, I, my mom jokes, you know, I came out in a hat and cane and I said, that must have been a really upsetting <laughs> delivery room then, if that's true. Um, the um, Were you inspired by people? In, well, obviously, uh, fantasy, Julie Andrews. I love fantasy. I love music. I love musicals. I loved... Um, there was, you know, the gay was there right yeah. out of the gate, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, G-A-Y-T-E. Uh-huh. And um, I, <laughs> you know, I thrived on kind of the wholesomeness of the MGM musical yeah. ideal. Yeah, That's where I did sort of sadly and probably mistakenly um, developed my ideas about romance yeah, and well, men and women. Yeah. And how that all worked. And, um, and... Um, so I naturally gravitated, uh, toward, I was physical. I was just physical kid and only child. Uh, I have a sister, a younger sister who's five years younger than me, who is my producing partner. And, um, she's great. And I, and I didn't start dancing until, I mean, I, I, I was a competitive gymnast when I was a kid Mm. and then I stopped and got into like all sorts of musical theater and stuff like that when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, was very involved in Brigadoon. 
to help break a dune. Mm. Oliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I produced, I, I directed and choreographed and, and did the musical arrangements for a one act version of hair that I <laughs> oh did in high God. school. Which was great. People are like, what did you cut out to do that? And I said, well, sadly the drugs and, yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, probably the war. I don't even know what the I nudity yeah, also. The, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, did we didn't do at that commitment to life that you were in? Did I do the hair? Was Taylor Dane in it? I and don't remember. Do, this know? is 1993 or yeah, four that we so. did that. I don't remember. I do not remember. <laughs> okay, because I remember the the act. I do I remember that Julie Andrews. Was Julie there, Andrews though. did yeah. Jazz Hot. Yes, I did that, and yeah. I had her do that. And Anne was dancing in that number. Oh, really? By the way. Yes. Um, and Jamal was in Dude Looks Like a Lady. Uh huh. And then and, and uh, Anne that you're talking about is of course oh, the, Anne the director yeah. Anne Fletcher. Yes. And um, and um. Who else? Uh, Terrence Trent Darby might have been in the show. I want to say Sandra Bernhard and Kathy and Jimmy did Time Warp. Um, I'll buy that. I think, I'll buy that. I think. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a while back, but yeah. you know. So, so anyway. your love for music theater, uh, uh, for not forced you, but it it, it drew you to the, yeah. the world of dance. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I start. I I didn't take my first dance class until I was actually really in. Juilliard. I auditioned for Juilliard. I had danced in theater when I was in high school. Um, then I moved to Minneapolis for two years. Um, Why? Why Minneapolis? Because the, there's oh, a Prince theater company. The Paisley Park. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a Paisley, kind of. Yeah. Um, I was an extra in Purple Rain. Were you? Yes. Really? Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. So that's when I was there. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, First Avenue was great. Wow. Back then. I was I was there. Yeah. Um Who directed that movie? Who directed I can't Purple remember. Um, Ooh, I should know that. I know. That seems like a very thing you would know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, on, it reminded it me fast. of an Elvis movie. I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, this is an Elvis movie. Yeah. You know? Very much so, especially with like him on the motorcycle. Yes. And um Who was it? Say say it out loud. Albert I don't even Magnoli. know who that is. I've never heard from Purple Rain. He directed Purple Rain. Yeah, Magnolia. Are you saying Magnoli like Magnolia? Yeah. Don't I can't read from that far. Say it with English words. Albert Magnoli. Albert Magnoli. So Albert never Magnoli. worked again. Albert Magnoli directed Purple Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, who directed Under the Cherry Moon? That's a very. I think he did. Didn't um, Albert Magnoli? <laughs> no, didn't, didn't Prince do that? Um, I know that uh, Chris, Prince, Prince did do it, but I know that Kristen, uh, Kristen Johnson, Kristen, Kristen Stewart, Stuart Johnson, Kristen Scott, Scott Thomas, Thomas was in it. Is is uh, she's the female lead Shut in up. Under the Cherry Moon? Yeah, oh, she wow. certainly is. All right, so now, okay, so that led you- So I started dancing. You started dancing. Sorry, sorry. And you dance, dancing. you dance crazy, just crazy, 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 crazy. <laughs> For crazy, years crazy, and years crazy. and years. And then all of a sudden you For said, you know what? For not very many years. <laughs> I want to direct. That's what I really want to do. So Movies, here's features. How the, here's how the story actually goes. <laughs> so I danced for a few years. I did, um, I came back to uh, Los Angeles. Um, I ended up working for Janet Jackson and Paula Abdul. I danced for them a little bit. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean dance for them? You were one of their. I was one of their. I I was in the video of Escapade and I did the American Music Awards for really? Janet. And then I did the Oscars for Paula Abdul in 2010. Or excuse oh, me, 1990. Oh, did she dance with, with Gene Kelly? No, she choreographed it and her big numbers were Under the Sea and um, and then we did this crazy thing for um, the costume thing. And it was uh, Driving Miss Daisy year. Okay. It was the other Driving Miss Daisy. Was MC run. Scat Cat there? MC Scat Cat was not there, but then I did a Scat Cat video. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I was there and I actually- uh, Unfortunate now, name. Sorry, a very, unfor gonna, very unfortunate name. It didn't it didn't help his career, MC uh, the Scat MC Cat. MC Scat Cat. Yeah. I want to show you. Here is a picture of me. Uh, this is so bad on a podcast, but this is me and Ann <laughs> Fletcher in 1990 in our costumes from Under the Sea. Oh my goodness. I was a lycra clad pirate. It looks like an extra from Conga from Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. And yeah. Anne is a- pirate wench 
Oh, she certainly <laughs> is. I love that outfit. Wow, look at that hair. So that was yeah, that was 1990. So um, that was good times. Good times. That was good times. So we danced in that. Danced with Paula. Twenty years later, I got to We're, produce and choreograph the Oscars. That's right. Cool. That's 20 great. Years later. So when you're working with Paul Abdul and when you're working with Janet Jackson and Gene Kelly showed up for a visit. Oh my God. Is, was he as sexy as I think he was? He was pretty old when uh, he got there. Hey, and I know, actually knew his kids growing up. So I had met him before. Yes. Um, but he, um, he, I mean, when he walks in a room, there's just no getting around. It's Gene Kelly. It's Gene Kelly. You know, when I think about, if somebody were to ask me, no one ever has, by the way, but if someone were to ask me if there is a man, Mm -hmm. Hollywood star, Mm -hmm. who I could go out on, say, a date with, this is me just imagining, uh, today, and they were alive, it would be Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly from 1954. Yeah, I would say the... the, the American in Paris here. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That Gene Kelly. There's yeah. nobody like that Gene Kelly. Well, I uh, throw in a Paul Newman and I'm. I'm okay. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I see your Paul Newman and, <laughs> and I. And I'll raise me <laughs> like a who tab hunter. Like what? No, are you? no, 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 not, not tab hunter. Listen, I told you just a minute ago, I've been hooked on Perry Mason and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm in love with Raymond Burr right now. You know, you know all those old. My, I used to watch Perry Mason with my mother. It's and outrageous masculinity. It, well, you know what? It, it's when I was a kid, I didn't see it, but as an adult, yeah. as an older woman, yes. now I see the sexuality of Raymond Burr. You I, know? This is gonna. Oh God, I hope this doesn't come off weird. And you can certainly edit this out if you want. Uh. Do you watch Brown Sugar? No, I, I I've, I've read about it. Okay, so I've Brown Sugar, it. it's you know, it's, it's a, a streaming it's a service streaming for black exploitation for black exploitation films. Yeah. films like that. I, if you do nothing else with your weekend, <laughs> watch Black Shampoo. Oh, I've heard of it. Black Shampoo. Who's playing the Who's shampoo? playing the Warren Beatty role? I can't remember. But in the, on the poster, he's got a hair dryer in one hand and a gun in the other, and and it is it is literally taking the Warren Beatty shampoo character yeah. and story and turning it into a crime. Oh. Crazy black exploitation oh fantasy goodness. that because he's fucking every one of his clients oh. with and they're all white yeah. and there and then there's like the hot black receptionist girl yeah. and then suddenly the mob comes into his salon that's hot the, yeah and like steals the woman and then he goes after them with his hair dryer and his gun like <laughs> I mean it's you cannot believe this movie I loved it so much that. Uh, as, You've optioned it. I well, I haven't optioned it, but I do have the poster now. Yeah. Well, I had to get the poster. I can't believe it didn't sweep the Oscars. That <laughs> year, was, you know, uh, black shampoo. I love it. Hey, we've got Adam Shakeman here. We're going to talk more after this. We all know mental health is a big part of self-care. I can't scream about it enough for me, my husband, my daughters, my friends, but changing mental habits is easier said than done. We all know this. Luckily, Talkspace Online Therapy gives you a convenient and affordable way to improve your mental health. Talkspace pairs you with one of 5,000 plus licensed therapists based on your needs and preferences. Connect with your therapist via text, audio, picture, even video messages the same day that you match. Your therapist will message you daily, five days a week, no office trips or appointments to schedule. It's affordable. Talkspace gives you a month of anytime access, ready for this, for the price of one in-person therapy session. They specialties include depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationships, food, eating disorders, and so much more. In one academic study, you guys, Talkspace used reported a 50% drop in anxiety after three months. And 80% of participants in another study said Talkspace was as effective or more effective than in-person therapy. We all need help navigating life's up and downs. Do not feel guilty about it. Do not feel pressure over it. Just reach out to Talkspace. They offer the support you need at an affordable price. Our listeners can get $100 off their first month by using the code RUE at Talkspace.com. Match with a therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy at Talkspace.com or download the app. So make sure to use the offer code RUE to get $100 off your first month. Talkspace.com, promo code RUE, and you do not have to do this alone. When 
was the last time you made a dinner that you were proud of? I know you're thinking, why do I need to be proud of it? I'm telling you, me, when I started and I first got married and I started cooking, my food was horrendous and it took time and it took hours in the kitchen to figure out how to do it and cookbooks. Well, not with Blue Apron. Making meals with Blue Apron is science meets art. It's creating something delicious and harmonious. It's evenings that take everyone away from computers and phones and puts them together in the heat and the heart of the moment. And of course, I'm talking about the heat of the kitchen and the heart of the house, which is the kitchen. Because when you make dinner with Blue Apron, you're not just cooking, you're creating. That's what I love about Blue Apron. You've heard me talk about it for years now, you guys. And I'm away a lot of the time. And my husband was left with the kids. He had no idea how to cook. So when we started with Blue Apron, he thought, you know what, I'm just I'm just going to try this. Because I, with Blue Apron, get creative. You know, it comes with the recipe. It tells you exactly what you need. The card is there. The ingredients are there. You just add the pan, the oil, the salt, the pepper. But then again, like if something calls for two cloves of garlic, me, I'll add four or five. So of course it depends what you like. If a recipe has cilantro, nobody in my family likes cilantro. I just take it out. My husband goes buy the recipe card, buy the book, but he also feels like he can actually cook for the family now. And that is fantastic. Blue Apron's menu is carefully designed and tested by their test kitchen chefs and their test kitchen chefs. They use unique specialty ingredients to bring chef quality recipes to your dinner table. And the cool thing is you guys with the app or online, you get to choose which meals you want. So if you don't want meat that week, or if you don't want any red meat and just want chicken and fish, it's all there for you. Blue Apron believes cooking matters. Don't have it delivered. Don't have it pre-cooked or picked up. Cook it once a week, once a month, or at least once more than you do now. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash rue. That's blueapron.com slash rue. Blue Apron, just cook. Oh my goodness, black show. I you know, I used I I know all the ex black exploitation films. Mm-hmm. They were so fabulous. I just I I love them all. Did were you, you ever s- in Scott Whitman's apartment, Mark Shaman Scott Whitman's apartment no, in New York? No, no, no. I know of both of those men. I've never been in their apartment you or have Scott's it? apartment. No, uh, no. Yeah, no. He had a lot of black exploitation. He had, there was a whole hallway of black exploitation posters. Well, Allie so Willis brilliant. is yes, the queen of that. all of that stuff. She has all Allie that live stuff. Now? Does she still No, she still lives down there in in uh, Valley Village in that same pink house. Right, 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 that, okay. Uh, you know, that she's lived in for all those years. So now um, let's just fast forward to what was the first big uh, Hollywood movie that yes. you directed? The Wedding Planner. The wet, you wait, wait, stop, hold up, Mr. Lover, hold up. Uh, the box office on the one wedding planner. What did it fine. did it land at like two hundred fifty no, million? No, no, it did well, but it did. It was number one for three weeks, is what I remember. It was like terribly, terribly reviewed. I felt like I was, I was like, um, I think like you know, one of my friends literally on the day it came out said so what does it feel like to be the most hated man in america right now i was like yeah the reviews are mean on it and then it was number one for three weeks and it has since become like people really love the like that movie and and to me if you actually go back and watch that movie all of the influence of the old mgm stuff is in there it's all there her hair is too good her apartment's too big Uh the costumes are too perfect Uh everything is just everything is very think pink it's very like funny face um, well, and- you know, I, I tell I think Phil about uh, Bob Mackey's costumes. He's someone who clearly grew up watching the MGM musical. So his whole aesthetic has yeah. to do with. Uh, uh, with the MGM uh, storyline. Oh, oh my you know? God. If you, I mean, you look at like some of the things, like the way that like um, like Dolores Gray's costumes yes. were cut in, or- In, in uh, uh, the uh, Weaker Sex, no, what was it called? No, well, there was Weaker Sex, but no, the, uh, the Always of- Fair Weather is one of the- Do you know It's Always Fair Weather? I don't know oh, that okay, one. Okay, It's Always Fair Weather is the one where she's saying, um, thank you- Thanks, but no thanks. Where uh-huh. she um, she's standing there, and there's just a bunch of guys in tuxedos, and she kills them all <laughs> like during the number. <laughs> it's the most amazing. I wonder who thing. directed that. What's I it can called tell again? you. I mean, Michael. It was Michael Kidd, uh, Gene Kelly, um, and Charles Munson. Maybe it's called. See, it's always fair weather. It's Sid Charisse okay. and Dolores Gray. Well, see now for for Dolores Gray is more obscure for younger people and even yeah. myself. I only know Lena Dolores Horn, Gray. Lena Horn's dresses from back then. My God. I only know Dolores Gray from, is, was it called The Weaker yeah, Sex? Yeah, The Weaker Sex. The yeah. Weaker Sex, which, which was, was a, a version of The Women. The Women, Was it a color? Was it a musical? 
No, The Weaker Sex. No, I don't. See, that's the Ooh. only movie I know Dolores Gray from. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, can you believe, can you imagine today, like a movie about women called The Weaker yeah. Sex? You know, listen, you're talking to the can wrong person you? here because mm-hmm. I, I believe in art. I believe in imagination. So, you know, you can make anything you want and whether it. It, it offends people or not, that ain't none of my business. I, you it's know, not. You just made it. Yeah, you know? well, you, just, you make it. And if it's good, it's good. Um, but I'm not going to be offended because of a name or some, you know, some even blackface. You know, bring it on. You know, <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. Well, it's it's been very, I mean, this whole... I'm telling you, you've got to listen to this. Um, you must remember this thing because there's a lot of talking the podcast, about the you podcast. Must, you, you must, must remember, remember this. this. Like yeah. the lyric from the song. From the song, yes. And how, when, when do you get to listen to podcasts? In my car. In your, in your car. In my car. How far do you drive? Uh, dude, I live in Los Feliz. So it was, you know, 50 minutes. Five go, zero minutes? Five zero getting here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then my, you know, my dad lives in Palm Springs and my mom lives in... And you don't listen to music, you listen to podcasts. I have been listening more to podcasts lately. You know, when I listen to music, I listen to... Serious, I listen to The Groove. Mm -hmm. I listen to Studio 54. No, No Sinatra? I have not been listening to any That's Sinatra. That's Channel 71 on Sirius, I by know the way. Sinatra. Yeah. I know Sinatra. It's actually in my presets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I try to listen occasionally to what's going on out there today. And I've been really... I love the with new the Sam kids. Smith stuff. With the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, have, did you... Have you, like, the new Sam Smith stuff? I no, think I haven't is really, heard And Normani. It. It's really great. Like, uh-huh. there's, like, there's some really good music out uh-huh. on pop radio today okay. um and see i won't listen to the radio yeah i, I listen to serious serious that's what okay. i'm talking about radio. yeah 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 like okay it's blah blah, blah blah yeah 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 um so they um and you listen to podcasts going to palm springs yeah right? but yeah i want to listen i i want i like listening to ideas Ideas right. right now. I mean, I get up in the morning and I go up to my little Alexa and I'll be like, put on symphony music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just classical. Or like, I went on this whole weird bender with um, um, what was I listening to? Um, Shabba Ranks. No. Uh. Uh. uh Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Who read the score to say? No. <laughs> Um, what's his name? Um, Elmer. Elmer? Elmer. Uh, <laughs> Who wrote this chorus? I go, you have to edit. Not Elmer, not uh, not someone Bernstein. No, it's not Bernstein. It's no. Like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all right. No, it's all right. You can have Hold these on, moments. I'm a senior moment. Well, listen, I... I just went and saw Psycho on Halloween um, at the um, theater down... Uh, Bernard Herman. Bernard Herman. Yes, of so course. I'll, so I'll get Psycho. up in the morning. So I'll get up in the morning and I'll That's say scary, though. put on put on um all scores by Bernard Herman. Okay. And oh my God, because he wrote Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Yes. Like that's one of the most beautiful things. And yeah. do you know Matthew Bourne, the choreographer who did yes. Swan Lake? Okay. Yes, so course, Matthew yeah. Bourne in Red Shoes, which is going to be coming back, which is so brilliant. You mm. have to go see it. Mm. Um where do you see dance in LA? At the Music Center. The music. Oh, downtown. Yeah, downtown. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And that's like so, that's like crossing the border. That's it's so far and it's so hard. If what the part curtain, of town do you live in? I live in Hollywood, but if I mean in West Hollywood. But right. this is the thing. If I if I was going to try to make a seven o'clock curtain yeah. or an eight o'clock curtain, yeah. see, it's easy for you in Las Feliz. You just go down Sunset and make a right. There's nothing easy. Like oh, there's, there's nothing, no, there's easy. nothing yeah. easy. Yeah, but nothing easy. But c- try I'm going committed. downtown from up here in West Hollywood, and I'd have to no, get downtown. Bad. I'd have to leave about two hours before the curtain rises. When you were coming to AJ, oh, I guess it was early enough that it, there was no yeah, traffic. I, yeah, I would come at five o'clock in the morning. I was yeah. in the makeup chair at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It, well, for, for drag days. Oh yeah, for, for drag, drag days. I was like, for non-drag days. Yeah. What the hell did they do to you? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> It's like, I think I only saw you in drag one day. Yeah, because so. <laughs> yeah, we have musical numbers in uh, your episode. There are several, wait a minute. There's a few. 
There's several musical numbers in your episode. There's the ones that you do from the musical. And that's yeah. pretty much it. That's it. Oh, but then the kids, wait a minute. I feel like there's something else, but maybe I'm wrong. The ladies. The ladies the do ladies a little something. The ladies do a little something. Yes. Yeah, the Bridget Everett yeah. and Natasha. So how much did the wedding planner make uh-huh. worldwide? I think just 82 or something Is that, like I, I that. I thought it was bigger than I, that. I, I think most people think it was bigger than that because it was... Because it's a classic, it's a modern sort of classic. Quote, unquote, unquote, a classic. Yeah. So or, when, you know... I might be wrong. It might have done over a hundred. I think it did. I, I think, think it, it did, did over a hundred. Yeah. But the um, but then my next movie was I was very calculated about how what I did afterwards because I the I was very scared. Ninety five million worldwide or 95? just in America, domestic or it had to be. A, a, no, it had to been be world. Could have been world. I think it did more worldwide. I don't. And then. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, ninety five, and then and does that include that's not video cassettes and no, DVDs? that does not include no, no, no. It definitely does not. That it weighed a lot on. Yeah, I do happen to know because I get paid. Yeah, or I did get paid. Yeah, on some of that. On some so. of because because when they make the deal for you, and even though it was your first movie directing, when they make those deals. Uh, do you automatically get points on the movie? I didn't start getting points on anything until hairspray. Uh huh. I think I had made a lot of movies by the time I started to get points. I had done, I did Wedding Panel, Walk to Remember. Oh yeah, I love Keeper. a Walk to Remember. Yeah, the Mandy Moore. Yeah, West, and that one that only cost ten million, so that ended up being a hit, and that didn't make a ton of money, but that's become probably other than Hairspray, my most people talk to me. It's a very good movie. It's very kind movie. Yeah. Its heart is really in the right place. That weirdly, that's turned out to be a thing where, especially in my recovery, because it's a lot about spirituality mm-hmm. and about about a lot of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so that movie's ended up kind of sticking with me a lot more than I ever thought that it was going to. And yeah. I've made lifelong friends from doing those movies. So yeah. I'm really happy with that. And then after that, I made Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. Oh my goodness, that was a big hit. That was a very big hit. Yeah. That actually was a very big hit. Yeah, who and wrote the screenplay to that? A guy named Jason Filardi wrote it. And then a woman named Leslie Dixon came in and she did a little bit of work on it. Then Jason came back. Yeah. And then after that, I did, oh my God, I was supposed to do this other movie at Disney called Four Christmases. And then that ended up moving to New Line and Disney shoved into its place the pacifier which i believe might be my highest grossing movie with the, the pacifier with vin diesel vin I, diesel i believe that ended up being like that was like a crazy huge hit yeah now what's the psychology behind it because you know when you think about all the cineplexes you think about all the dudes who love vin diesel who will buy tickets to things because men you know in this country men get to rule what the family goes to see right am i right am i wrong I think you're wrong these days. Really? I think it's moms. Moms get to moms choose and kids, I what think, are we driving. Watch. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think men are going to see the Irishman. You know oh. what I mean? I think that there's... A bit, and, and Marvel. And Marvel And fanboys. And yeah, sci, science fiction. Horror is driven by women. Horror, really? The horror genre is driven by women. I uh, did not know. Have you made a yeah. horror movie? Have you seen a few of my movies? They're horrible. No, uh, no. Um, I've never made a horror. No, I think I produced a movie called Premonition with Sandra Bullock that was. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember the movie art for it. I never saw it. Yeah, it was the tree. The with tree her face in with it. her face in it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then, well, after bringing down the house is also when I started producing. And that's when, like, I think Step Up was the first movie I produced. Now, those have been very successful. Very successful. Who goes to see the Step I've seen one of them because a friend of mine from high school, she's a dancer, and we wanted to do something, and and we were in New York. Which one did you see? I don't remember. Maybe Step Up 15, perhaps? I don't know. I mean, there were five movies. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have... I thought I saw Step Up 6, honestly. Well, oh, then you saw the Chinese one. (laughs) 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 That may have been in Chinese. Um, And now there's the TV series, which... um, When does this come out? I have no idea. Sir, when does it come out? Um, In three weeks? You don't have to whisper, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, Um, How long? Three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Okay, okay, so... um, So... Probably within three weeks. Um, 
a TV series. My TV series has been well. It's been on for two seasons on YouTube Premium, and it is I. It's moving to somewhere else, which I may have to call you and say you have to edit yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you didn't give anything away. I, I didn't mean, say who has it. Yeah, but good, it's coming on yeah. to something. Okay. All good. right. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole dancing. You know, um, in the ninth grade, I won best dancer and best afro. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't have the afro anymore, uh, but I can still dance, and but not dance the way that uh, you know. I can't dance like Paula Abdul. You know, uh, you can. Yeah, well, she, yeah, that's a very ha- wait. I have to go see her Vegas show. I want to see. I want to go. So, so we bad. should go. I want. We should go. Well, this is the thing. You yeah. know, we have the Drag Race show live show. Yeah. Yes. Which, is produ- Which Jamal's doing. Yep, okay. Jamal's doing it. And we are sharing that theater with them. With at Paula? the Flamingo. With Paula. I had no so idea. So at one point, um, you know, we have to go up there for rehearsal. So, you know, I will call you and I'll let you know when we're coming up to to do the thing. And we'll we'll see uh, we'll see if uh, Paula will let us in the theater. Oh, she'll let us in. You know. She'll let us in. She's, uh, you know, Paula, you know, uh, God love her we have been friends since the oscars since uh-huh. i danced for her yeah the oscars yeah and we uh over the years we've always remained very loving friends because she loves the people who've worked with her yeah. and she's been always very loyal but she's um you know i i she would be excited to see How us come she, to the show. Oh, I want to see it. I saw Donnie Marie there. And you want to know something? What? That show was fantastic. Was it fabulous? It was fantastic. It ran. If that's Matt Rogers, tell him to come in. That show was fan, fantastic. Hi, Matt. How are you? Or you can sit down. This is um, this is Adam Shankman, the director. Yes. You sit there. This Our audience gets a little preview of who's coming up uh, next nice. week on the show. We love it. But uh, that Donnie and Marie show was fantastic. Listen, the best show I saw in Vegas ever was uh, was J Lo, and yeah, then Jen's show was amazing, fantastic. Uh, Donnie Marie was probably, and I've seen a lot of shows in Vegas, mm-hmm. lots of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie and Marie was probably in the top four. Knock it off! Did yeah. you see Diana? I've seen Diana about 300 times. (laughs) Just just only the 300 times. Because I I went and saw her last time in Vegas, and it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. It was pretty great. Did you? I, okay, I have. Oh wait, now hold that thought. Yes. We're going to take a quick break, real quick. And um, Adam Shankman has something really fabulous to talk about in this next thing. So hold that thought. All right. Oh hey, got a question for you. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength, power, claims of miracle trendy ingredients, multiple modes. Well, if you ask your dentist, they're going to tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it, which is why you need Quip. We love Quip here on What's the Tea. It's the remarkably simple electric toothbrush created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip's sensitive vibrations with built-in timer, it it guides gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes. There's a lot of people that just brush and brush quickly and you you just get the yucky taste out of your mouth or get the food out of your teeth, but you actually need to brush for two minutes with 30 second pulses ensuring an even clean. So upper right quadrant, 30 seconds, lower right, 30 seconds. And Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule because most of us don't ever change our toothbrush or like once a year you look at it seeing you know dilapidated and falling apart and you're like oh I should probably get a new one with Quip it comes delivered to you every three months it's sleek it's got an intuitive design so easy to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount and when you stick it on your mirror it doesn't ruin your mirror and it's right in front of your face so you remember to brush as much as you'd like those are some of the reasons why we love Quip Quip starts at just $25 and you get your first refill free at getquip.com slash rue. So start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash rue to get your first refill for free. Go right now to getquip.com slash rue. We are back with Adam Shankman. Before the break, he was going to he was gonna spill the tea. I was not spilling any tea. I'm going to make you spill some tea. Okay. Did I, I just saw Wigstock. I just saw the movie. The, the 1995 movie? I, no, I just saw the documentary that's on HBO. 
I'm not aware. What do you mean you're not aware? You're in half of it. Oh, really? Well, call my, get my agent on the phone. No, 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 no. it's all old footage, girl. I know, it's all that old footage. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh my God, it is spectacular. You know, a lot of that footage is on on YouTube. But, uh, uh, Mm. and I won't won't watch it because it's still too soon. It's been 30 years. Still still too too soon. soon. Still too soon. Oh, Still too soon. It's it's just, it, it well, it's a... It's a very gentle and very loving depiction uh-huh. of the entire evolution of it. Yeah. And because and there is a lot of it that takes place at tunnel. Mm. And um That's not a fisting reference, is no, it? No, it is not uh, a fisting reference. Yeah. yeah. Now, this one wasn't a fisting yeah, reference. Yeah, not, not this one. Yeah, um, yeah. And um Oh, I'm so freaked out that you haven't seen it. I want you to see it because I want to talk to you about uh-huh. it uh-huh. because I want to know what it what it triggers for you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. You you mentioned earlier uh, being in recovery for several years. I've been uh, in recovery for 20 years. I did not know that. 20 years. And boy, am I thirsty. Y'all bet. And, so, uh, so you were drinking then? Oh, uh, what do you got on you? Yeah. Uh, what do wow. you got? Yeah. yeah. I'll do whatever there. Yeah. But uh, but no, 20 years I've been um, sober. And so uh, a well, lot of- what, I, By the way, I was in New York during that time. There was no version of sobriety in no, New York. No. That, there wasn't even a thought about it. No. You know what it was? It was also, okay, now I'm going to say this is a little bit weird. Like mm. I remember, and you'll remember this, this mm. is when the first safe sex guide was printed in the Village Voice. Mm. And one of the first three things that it said you had to avoid was peeing in an open wound. Uh-huh. And I remember looking at my roommate and going like, well, there goes Saturday. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, and, and I was just coming out at the time. I was literally just coming out at the time and I hadn't even had gay sex. I just knew I was gay. Yeah. And I was like, wait, they do that? Like, that's a thing? <laughs> so I, so I, 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 I was, I was, it was very, it was very upsetting to me. Yes. I was well, like, well, I, I mean, as it should be, you know, so it was, you know, me with some guy liner and 500 of those black rubber Madonna bracelets <laughs> on and like some hat from Kavala and, yes. and Soho and like going like, well, what am I going to do tonight? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. was, or going to uncle Charlie's, you know, Oh my God, uncle Charlie, which turned into fiddle, fiddlesticks It's fiddlesticks. Cause my restaurant, I know exactly where Fiddlesticks that's is. That's Uncle Charlie's, by the way. No, yes. it's right by my house now. Yeah. I have a place in New York, and so yeah. it's right by. Yeah, I'm, there. I'm over there too. My, re- you know, where my restaurant is. It's no. um, Elephant and Castle. That's where I eat pretty much oh, every oh. night. Well, uh, you guys who are listening, if, if you're listening to, if you're listening to this, don't go in there because I'm in there right now eating. So don't go in there. <laughs> but uh, I, I, that is my restaurant. That's a good burger there. You, 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 everything no, is good there. Yeah, you don't eat there. I haven't gone there in a long time. I used to go there when I lived in New York when I was like in school. Yeah. I mean, it's been around a long time. Oh my God, it's so good. It's Matt, do you eat it at Elephant Castle? You know Elephant Castle? Is it here? No, No. it's in New York on 11th. It's on uh, it's on Greenwich Avenue. Yeah, Greenwich Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, right next to Fiddlesticks. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fiddles. Yeah, Uncle. You. So you were one of those queens who would go to Uncle Charlie's. I went to Uncle Charlie's because they were preppy and gay the men there. And, yeah. Well, the monster. That's yeah. still. It's the same, exact same. The monster. I saw Bunny the other night at Mark's birthday party. Like, I mean, still fucking spinning. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. No, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So now, so, okay. So then you, you made movies and then, which you made all these movies, which led movies. you to AJ and which the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> to, well, okay. So <laughs> I got to AJ and the Queen because I have a relationship. Um, I have a very longstanding, I mean, I'm talking about like a 30 year relationship with Sarah Jessica Parker, who I, uh, who I, I call Sarahka Jessica Parker. <laughs> Sarahka Jessica Parker. Yeah. And um, I know Michael Patrick King through Sarah. I and see. And so um, Michael. She lives ha- in the neighborhood too. And she does live in the neighborhood. Yeah. Very much so. And it, well, actually she used to, when she first moved back from LA, she lived across the street, like above, it's not above, in the apartment above where Jonathan Adler is. Oh, oh, or that maybe, bu- yeah, yeah, that's that building. At, uh, that's at um, Charles and uh, Greenwich uh, Charles Avenue. And Greenwich Avenue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she lived in one of those corner buildings. Uh-huh. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, we're talking many, many moons ago. And yeah. um, uh, what? And happened? so you have a long so this was, that was relationship. Very pre Sex in the City. So I have a very long 
friendship with Sarah. And she introduced me to Michael and I've gotten to know Michael over many, many years of yeah. like while he was working on Sex in the City. And so, but I'd never worked with him before. So when he called me about AJ, I wasn't shooting anything, and I said, "Of course." You had just finished. No, I was. You, oh, I had finished. Uh, what men want. What we were going to go. Want, we're it. about to was come about out. to come out. Yes. yes. Yeah. And but because I I left AJ and the Queen to get on a plane yeah. to go to the junket, right? <laughs> just yeah. To go start pushing the movie. Yeah. Um, I never saw that movie. What do men want? I I mean my <laughs> belief is that men want the same thing that women. We want to feel safe. We want to feel respected. We want to feel acknowledged. We want to feel, and then we we want a sandwich. Yeah. Well, you know, I the men I know don't want that. The men I want, the men I know, yeah, want uh, a little piece of ass. They want a little piece of ass. Oh, I'm not saying that they yeah. don't want that, but it's not they want. I'm not. I'm not asking what they want. Like, you know, in ten minutes. Yeah. I'm saying like in the big picture, what what men want. I Total mean, picture. I, my, yeah. my big picture is like, we all want the same thing. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, and, and, you know, how we've been made to go about getting the things that make us feel safe and seen and respected and, and acknowledged and all of that. It's very different journeys for men and women. Well, you know, I, 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 I agree. I also think that there are fewer differences than people like to believe you I know the, you know in general in the dna or the sort of um uh the the way people are programmed men want to spread their seed and yeah. women want security the women want the security so that when they have babies some people aren't going to come and try to steal stuff from them so they want the security so that they can have babies and and men want to spread the seed and it's just in the dna i guess well you're i mean basically what you you're not describing men and women you're talking about mammals yeah you know and i mean it's like, and 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 we fit in and yeah. we are part of we are a subspecies you can lay down on the bed he's, he's not talking to me yeah. he is not talking to me <laughs> um and the um and no, but it's true. But, you know, because when you think about what the issues that men and women have, uh, you know, it seems that women forget uh, that, uh, you know, it's in a man's DNA to want to spread that seed. So why would you want to be in a monogamous? Why would you force someone to be in a monogamous relationship? It's almost impossible. And then uh, men who end up having um, babies uh, and uh, that babies that they don't really want forget that women want to have babies because they want to have babies. That's part of the thing. And uh, people forget that. They forget that. Well, that they, I mean, yeah, we are, our, our bodies are made to do these specific things. Procreation is that. So mm -hmm. that, there's, no, there's no getting around that yeah. piece yeah. of it. In a complicated, chaotic, and challenging world, it's just become less simple than that from a from a practical standpoint. Mm -hmm. I think I think in practice we I wish it were <laughs> that simple. It's just not. The thing that I again find offensive is that I think that the task of being, and I sort of feel this from having grown up a gay kid, mm -hmm. uh, from, from being gay. The task of having to take on what life gives you and then shoulder um, discrimination mm -hmm. on top of it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even gotten the worst of it, discrimination. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, lest we forget, I am mm -hmm. still a white kid from Brentwood, mm -hmm. you know. But mm -hmm. I remember, I remember during one of the Clinton elections, hearing that, or when, when all of those bills were being cast in like Colorado and they were, you know, trying to take away um, our rights to work and our mm -hmm. housing mm -hmm. and all of that, I was like, wait a second, that's me. Mm-hmm. I pay more taxes than you motherfuckers. Like, mm -hmm. what are you fucking talking about? Right, right. And then, and then when marriage came up, I, uh, the marriage equality came up. I was like, listen, if you, if you want to give me a major tax break for not being an equal citizen, Hello. we can have a conversation. Preach. But if you're saying I have to pay all uh -huh. this money uh -huh. to get a marriage license which is not religious uh-huh that is a government sanctioned thing yeah that is a legal thing yeah then you better let me fucking get married that's right. i'm paying all my money that's so right that i can get married that's right and are you married equal 
I am not married right now, uh, but I have been engaged for uh-huh. seven magnificent years. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, you know, uh, George and I, the, uh, we got married really just to, um, uh, as for practic- practical reasons, we want to protect our assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got to look after their assets. That's right. <laughs> you know. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we were star-crossed, starry-eyed teenagers. How long have you guys been together? Uh, well, we met on the dance floor at Limelight Disco in oh, 1994. I remember that night. <laughs> I remember. Um, I definitely remember Limelight in 1994. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, it was January 24th. It was his birthday. And wow. we met on his birthday. Oh, I have a person I need. We'll do this offline. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh-huh. a person who lives across from the old Limelight right now who I wonder if you know that that I know. Anyway, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Well, but anyway, it's um, yeah. Limelight was. Oh, remember when Limelight was really happening? Yes, it was great. I mean, those great. all those World of Wonder friends of yours. They were like, I mean, but that was like all the Michael Alley gears. Oh and yeah, all of that oh, yeah. stuff. Was all that on. stuff. The club yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a great time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> well, was, we lived hard, but we looked so good. I, <laughs> no, I'm actually um, I'm actually happy that I, I got to do all that stuff. I feel bad yeah. for young kids today because um, and the Palladium, but yeah, and the Palladium, everything, uh, the, the tunnel, which the fisting, yeah. the fisting uh, reference we talked about and earlier, nice. and uh, you know, every I'm, I, I've Did said you this go to um, uh, what's call it? the Saint. Yes. Yeah. You I performed at the Saint. At the Saint. Yeah. I performed there and used to go there and uh, it was great. It was great. It was at Second Avenue and- Was it the Fillmore uh, East? Uh, was it the Fillmore East? Was that, was the that what the form, Fillmore East was? Yeah. The Saint? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. How about that? That big dome. Yes, that big dome. I wonder what's there now. I wonder what's I in that know, spot. I don't know, but I'd like to find out. Yeah. Well, Adam Shankman, thank you so much for joining us. You've so informative. I love being able to chronicle your career <laughs> here with the wedding planner. And I, I, I tried to get us off our my career as much as possible. Well, All I want to talk about is Yvonne DiCarlo. It's fabulous <laughs> career with uh, Dr. Kevorkian and your formative years yes. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. Well, thank you, my love. And we look forward to seeing your episode of um, uh, AJ, AJ and the, and the Queen, Queen, which is it's it takes place in Little Rock, Arkansas. In fact, yes. each episode, people, uh, takes place in a different city because me and this kid or traveling cross country. Uh, uh, Adam Shankman's uh, episode is Little Rock, Arkansas. So you guys look yeah. out for that. Thank you, my love, for joining us. Thank you, honey, for having And me. give a big kiss to Michelle wherever she is. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.